You know, we were so uh, busy getting the secret celebrity deal going yesterday. Kind of for, I don't want to say I forgot about it, but I just didn't quite get to it in my snack of things to mention. Speaking of celebrities, Jersey legend, Polly Walnuts, mm-hmm. Tony Sirico. Some say Sirico, some say Sirico. Yes. Passed away over the weekend. He was just shy, just a couple of weeks shy of his 80th birthday. If you remember the Sopranos, you certainly remember Polly with the the silver tips on each side. And right. he wore those velour pull-up, what do you call those? The pull-up vests? Yeah. You know, the, the little the zipper jacket. on them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely one of the most memorable uh, character actors of the last uh, 30 years or so. Absolutely. And of course, a lot of people think The Sopranos is the greatest TV show, scripted TV show there ever was. So kind of a bummer to see. And of course, he passes away within a week of Sonny Corleone, James Caan. Right. And within a couple of weeks of uh, Henry Hill, Ray Liotta from Goodfellas. So you That's get really kind of crazy. the Goomba trifecta. <laughs> I don't mean to, I don't mean a no disrespect. No disrespect, huh? It's just kind of wild that all three of those actors known for similar kinds of roles yeah. all passed away within a few weeks of each other. Now, we had the opportunity to uh, what kind of hang out with Polly Walnuts. Yeah, a little bit we did. Uh, and it comes through from time to time every couple of years. He and Michael Imperioli and Steven Sharippa mm-hmm. and Vincent Pastore uh, have all done it over the years. They get together, cast members from the show, and they talk about what it was like. Because, again, it's such a... Hit classic show. Right. People still want to talk about it and that ending and so on and so forth. So we went to one of these. And, and by the way, the people watching at a Sopranos cast event, <laughs> unbelievable. Because you yeah. would imagine there'd be some guys in pinstripe suits with sunglasses on. And it was that and more. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We had a guy uh, we sat next to at the table, sent me a gift afterwards. He did. <laughs> sent me a cake. Tiramisu. It was, was great it? meeting you. Yeah. I said, take this as a token of my affection for your friendship. I was like, don't touch it. My favorite part about that guy is you guys were matching. Both you and him are wearing like Well, the that was just pure coincidence. I, and you and half of the men there were in burgundy shirts <laughs> with a burgundy. Was there something there with that? Like, what? Was that? I guess in my head I was trying to look a little good fella. <laughs> Remember that scene at the beginning of Goodfellas where the yes. kid goes, how do I look, Ma? And she goes, you look like a mobster. Yeah. I guess I was kind of going for that in my well, head. apparently everybody else was, too, because you guys could have all taken a picture together because you matched. But you know what? It's all fun and games. It's all laughs until you actually run into some of these guys, and then they're a little scary, you know? They yeah. just like, You're very, excuse me, please, thank you, mister. Yeah, a little scary. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get respectful real quickly. But uh, <laughs> So Michael Imperioli, Stephen mm-hmm. Sharippa, who's yes. now on the Blue Blood Show, yes. Bobby Bacala, mm-hmm. and uh, Polly Walnuts, Tony Sir. Are, are all there, and we took a. We we're going to take a picture afterwards. There's a big long line now because we're <laughs> the radio station. We're presenting this event. Yeah, we're supposed to go up there and do the. Everybody pushed us out of the way. Oh yeah, because everybody who attended the event got to get a picture, and there was just no rhyme or reason. But there no was supposed order. to be, and then it just all fell up. So what does Rochelle right. do? <laughs> I just pushed my way through. Tells the wise guys to step aside. I just pushed my way through and made myself. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? I know. We were there and your sister was there with us yeah. as well. And you both looked at they were like, oh my God, <laughs> she just do that? I don't know. And those guys were, okay, I'm sorry about that, ma'am. <laughs> but anyway, he was, uh, I mean, he was he was nice. Yeah. I think he was checking out your boobs time when we met him. But. Yeah, he was pointing at him in the picture. It was a little... <laughs> But I, I, from Polly Walnuts, I would take that as a compliment, you know? Because okay. that's kind of his favorite thing. It's okay. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Tony. Yes. 1071, The Boss. 99.7 FM, South Jersey. Anywhere on the free Boss app or at 1071theboss.com. Good morning, America. Hello, you. Welcome to Tuesday. It is July the 12th, 2022. We got another busy show ready to go. Another chance at the cash this morning. 
secret celebrity. We'll yes. play that voice for you. You identify who it is. You win the cash jackpot. Every wrong guess, it just keeps growing and growing. We get an answer right off the bat yesterday. The very first voice, very first time we played yesterday morning, mm-hmm. it was Tom Cruise, voice number one. Yeah. Now, it is no longer Tom Cruise. No. Because our friend John in Sayreville was the winner, and he picked up the first uh, cash jackpot for correctly identifying Tom as Maverick in Top mm-hmm. Gun. So mm-hmm. we'll try again. You'll play it a couple times this morning, and we'll try again about 9-10. Give you a chance to win the cash. We'll do a he said, she said. at 7.50. Hashtag mom. God, 7.20, 9.20. Got the bulletin board on the way, the Fast Five, the celebrity birthday file. It'll be another busy one on the way. We had a great time last night. Went out just for a little bit. See uh, Chicago mm-hmm. with two of the Beach Boys, two of the original Beach Boys, Al Jardine and Brian Wilson. I was a little apprehensive because I had a feeling it'd be a late night, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> so we're definitely dragging a little rough. bit this morning. Rough. But because uh, Chicago didn't go on stage till after nine o'clock. Yeah. Well, that's that's not really that late for most people. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little late for anybody who's going to get up and go to work. I mean, yeah. we, we get up about four in the morning most of the time. Uh-huh. But most people get up by six, six thirty. Yeah. Especially if you get kids or if you got to be to work by eight well, thirty, nine o'clock. You, you, you're not doing it every night. You're not staying out late every night. So I think it's okay to do. it. I mean, we make it like it's so late, but I think most people are only getting up <laughs> in an hour or two later than us. So it's just a late night for anybody. We do dinner at four o'clock in the afternoon. So. <laughs> Anything past six. There's a reason late. Denny's is in business. You know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people like the early bird special. Yes, but yeah. I think they were supposed to be on at nine. Yeah. I said, we got to stay and see just a little bit. Because right. we've seen uh, the Beach Boys mm-hmm. before, and they're great, and they're always great, and they're legends. Yes. But I said, I've seen uh, Chicago. Matter of fact, I saw them up close. I went to a little intimate thing uh, at B.B. King's old bar in the city, and they wow. were great. I said, they're the best horn section. we got to stay for a few, but then it's 9, it's 9.30, mm-hmm. and just, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, we only stayed for a couple songs. He said, I'm one of those beat the traffic kind of guys yeah, when you go to a show. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to. And we got another one coming up later this week, so this is going to be... <laughs> Only I could get anxiety about going out and doing fun things. Is that why you've had anxiety all week? Is yeah. that was what's been going on? Because we have two shows that we're going to this week? Yeah. Uh, what I want to do is I want to come in and do this show. Uh-huh. And then I want to go home and just lay in bed and hide <laughs> under the covers for 12 hours and then repeat the process. Okay. That's really all I got going for me. Okay. And then occasionally I go to the pool. So the fact that the fact that you have to do two things this week, that's... Uh, oh, completely overwhelmed. Because since Sunday, I felt yeah. like you've you've... You know, you're not hiding it per se, but you just, you seemed a little off and it's completely overwhelmed. It's because you have something fun to do and it's just totally overwhelming. You you give me something that people enjoy doing in life and I will suck the fun right out of it. (laughs) I'm a master at that. Uh I could write Uh a book on this. Well, did you have fun though last night? I mean, yeah, it was fine. Okay. Yeah. So was it as scary as you thought it was going to be? I mean, I didn't have as much fun as I should have had because I was I was preoccupied. Right. So there's the, we have to get there. Then it's how late are we going to stay up? And then how far are we going to have to walk? And what's the parking? And then are we going to be able to get out? And will there be traffic on the way home? I am it's, it just, I'll suck the fun right out for you. You got to calm down. You got to calm down. I mean, I've talked about writing a book. Maybe this is the book that I write. Because I feel like there are other people. called anxiety? (laughs) Yeah. That's all it is? Yeah, it's like that Mel Brooks movie. I feel like there are other people out there that probably... Uh, feel this way, and I don't know oh, that sure. I re- I don't know that I really have any. Uh, so I'm, this is not a self help book I would write. I don't really have any solution for you. Just a book for kindred souls. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> now this is something I probably no. I'm, I say that and that it's not true. We would all we could all get together and commiserate and, no. and be miserable as a group. You have anxiety about meeting each That's other. That's what I mean. <laughs> I don't. I got to get there. Yeah. Is where's it going to be? Uh-huh. Will there be a bathroom? Yeah. Who's buying the coffee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it would be nice to have a support group for other people who. Suck the fun out of the fun things in the life. Fun suckers. And, and don't get me wrong. If there's something unpleasant I have to do, I am equally stressed out about that. Is that is true. That is true. I, re- I happen to see that a, a guy I used to work with, 
has written a book. Oh, yeah? You see this from time to time. It's amazing to me how these people get these book deals. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, radio DJs are about one step above a kerny, okay? <laughs> yeah. It, it goes, uh, guy who hands out the smiley face at the Walmart, uh-huh. DJ, kerny, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Those are the levels, the, the low rung, the bottom rung of show business. <laughs> but a guy I used to work for, he wasn't even a DJ. He was a producer for... The DJs. Oh, okay. He has written a book. Okay. And, and he'll have you believe that he is this uh, master communicator because he's been in the same room when famous people are on with the guys he used to work for. Oh, but as a producer, he probably had to but wait a book minute. all of those. Yeah, he no? did. But but wait a minute. Listen to this. So his book is, I have uh, made conversation. I've been in the presence of all these famous people. Uh-huh. I've gone to all these press conferences and these junkets and the red carpets and stuff. And because of that, I will teach you. How to better communicate, whether it's in your personal life or in business. And I'm thinking, who? <laughs> First of all, the guy has no business writing such a book. Uh-huh. But the fact that he has written the book and someone published it for him and now he's going to make money yeah. and go on a book tour. And he put out there, he's like, you know, to my friends who are still in radio, I'm too big for you now. I'm a, mm. I'm a big author. Mm. If you'd like to have me on your show to talk about my book. Oh, you're kidding. No. Wow, I almost want to buy the book and read it. I'm wow. kind of, I'm kind of interested, but I'm kind of interested. I mean, listen, if it was free, then sure. But I'm, I'm certainly not going to pay gonna money for this. It. No, <laughs> but, but clearly somebody has uh, he done anything else other than? No, he uh, got fired a couple of years ago. So, but does he, hasn't he done have anything. like a communications degree? Or does he have like? I'm a, sure he something... does. And then listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. I'm yeah. not saying he's a dumb guy. Yeah. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying the guy. You know, wrote this book like he's uh, Larry King or something. <laughs> I don't know that he's really. Well, if he can write authority. a book, then you can write a book about right. anxiety. Right. <laughs> we can have a whole chapter on you encounter people that you don't understand why they have success and you don't. And we can all, and listen, we're not going to take any steps to get better, uh-huh. but we can all just complain about it. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be other people out there. It's the opposite of a self help book. It's the opposite. There's no help. I'm not. I'm not helping this you. This book will make you feel worse about life. I'm just letting you know that there's <laughs> others of us that are just as stressed out as you are. I'm sure you'll have publishers running to your door to publish this for you. Hey, uh, want me to come on your show and talk to you about how stressed out I was to come on your show to talk about my book about how stressed out I was? Robbie Bridges, how you doing? <laughs> Here it is, the CBB, the Community Bulletin Board. Thank you for sending these into us, especially if you get a community event, a charity event, an organization trying to do something good in the community, put on some fun for kids or for families. We like to share all of these things on your Community Bulletin Board each and every morning around 620, 835 or so. Mm-hmm. You can send them in, 1071theboss.com on our page, or just search Robbie and Michelle on Facebook or text it to us, 774-4444. Well, there's the preamble of the Constitution. Here we go. The 2022 Middlesex County Fair is happening. The first through the 7th of August, Cranberry Road in East Brunswick. They'll have rides, food, fireworks, Middlesex County Fair on Facebook for the details. They have a, they might not even need us because I have seen uh, little lawn signs and billboards oh, everywhere. Yeah. So they get, uh, doing a good job promoting it. they got a good organization there, the Middlesex <laughs> County Fair. It's probably Bell- one guy. With, <laughs> he's got him in this everywhere he goes. He stakes one in the ground. Good job, Vinny. <laughs> Bell Works Fresh Saturday Night Market is happening Homedale this Saturday from 2 to 7 with artists, woodworkers, live music, drinks, Mm -hmm. bell.works.com for all the info on that one. The State Theater is doing free summer movies starting on uh, Tuesday the 19th, so a week from today. They get a morning and an evening screening. If you'd like the list of films being shown, it's stnj.org for the info. 1071 The Boss, Boss Roadies, and our own Springsteen guru, Thomas Cunningham, <laughs> will be at Shortown Ballpark, Lakewood, of course. Uh, the 23rd, 530 to 730 for the annual Bruce Claus Night as the Blue Claws become the Bruce Claus for the 14th time. Oh. It's Bruce Springsteen Appreciation Night. There'll be live music in the sandbar, special jerseys for the occasion, and, of course, you can win great prizes with the Boss Roadies and Tom Cunningham. For more info, go to 1071 The Boss. 
Moss.com. There's just a couple of things we thought you, yes, you, needed to know this morning. We sent a little gift to my father. Now, uh, first things first, we did not technically get him a Father's Day gift because uh, my no. folks have an anniversary, his birthday, mm-hmm. same day. Mm-hmm. And then Father's Day, she so get like a triple whammy. Yeah. So we get them a little gift card for their anniversary, get him a present, but we didn't get him a Father's Day present. I said, I'd like to take you out for dinner. No, we can't let you he do that. He wouldn't let us take him. There are those kind of people who say, we won't let you pay. Right, okay? right. And then, of course, I do the, oh, well, would you like, knowing full well, I'm just going to put my <laughs> uh, my card back in my wallet. Well, we did offer to take him out for a drink, too. And I said, yeah, I said, yeah how about and a he drink? Had, he goes, he, oh, no, no, no. No, but he agreed at first, and then once dinner was done, he was like, no, I can't have another one. So I was looking forward to the extra drink, and he denied me I think that with the old-timers, it's like an insult if you buy something for them. But you know, they want to... I know. It's a Father's Day gift. I know that, but they don't like to accept gifts. They like to be the uh, the show... I, you know, they like to be showy, I guess. I do understand pay that. pay for everything all no, the time. I do. I understand that, especially being a parent. I get that. You just want to pay for it, but it is supposed to be Well, let me just tell gift. you, I get older, I am not going to be that way. Kids want to take me out for dinner? No problem. <laughs> now, listen, if they can't pay, I'll certainly, you know, uh-huh. not. But if they want to take me out, I will let them. You'll let them that do that, That would be just huh? fine. But <laughs> we didn't technically get him a Father's Day gift. And last time uh, we were up there visiting, he loves his pool, loves spending time by his mm-hmm. pool. And he kind of mentioned in passing that he gets cold even on a warm day right. getting out of the water. So he keeps his... Uh, beach towel mm-hmm. right there but he said i'd love a uh i'd love a robe he said my mother bought him one and he didn't like it because it was really a bathrobe like a you know you'd wear to bed right it was like the fuzzy rather than the terry yeah. cloth so when you put that like you have one of those when you put that on when you're wet it's just a weird feel it doesn't feel good you have no. to be completely dry and then when you, you get you all the fuzzy stuck all yeah, over you and it yeah. just uh it gets heavy when it's wet. Yes. It doesn't work out. He said, I'd love a terry cloth robe. Mm-hmm. So the light bulb went off, and I said, well, I bet you for 15 20 bucks, we'd probably go on Amazon or something <laughs> like that, walmart.com. Everything with you is 15 20 bucks. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, everything should be 15 20 bucks, <laughs> Biden. <laughs> wow. You, you know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> Enough with the $25 gas, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. That should not be 15 20 bucks. No, it should way. not. I figured we'd go on there and find a nice terry cloth robe. Mm-hmm. And you're uh, scrolling and you say, look, I found some robes. What do you think? We found a really nice blue with a white stripe. Mm-hmm. I think it looks very, uh, very fancy. Yes. And I said, well, uh, let's get it for him. He said, you want me to send him a picture make sure he likes it? I said, no, just send it to him. Right. <laughs> well, you were afraid if I sent him a picture, he would then not accept that we were buying him something. So I think that that was the the worry of sending him a picture of well, it. Well, that's that's true, too. But also, I mean, it's just uh, it's uh, it's a robe. It's what's a the, robe. What's the big deal? You know? Well, I don't I know. know. How can you not like a robe? It's hard to. It's like underpants. You know, they're fine. I don't know it's that you, like underpants. I mean, I've never seen a pair of underpants and said, "Well, I'm never wearing those." You know. Yes, you have. That's not true. They're gray and blue, pretty or white. You I know? guess color wise, but there are different styles. There are different lengths. There, are, there could be something. He maybe he wanted a hood. I don't know. A hood. He, well, he's getting. What is out he of rob? The, what is he Robin Hood? He's I mean, getting out of the pool. I don't know. A hood. Is he, he robbing a bank? You have a hooded robe. Don't say. Well, don't, uh, <laughs> my taste is not like most, okay? I look like Obi-Wan Kenobi walking you around the house. The force is within you. Bring me coffee. <laughs> you do. So we sent him this robe, and you uh, you filled out his, his address, and, his, right. and you used his title. Because mm-hmm. with his job, he has a title. He does have a title. And I won't say whether it's Dr. Esquire or what it is, but it's a title. Just like, It's a professional title. Uh-huh. So I don't want to... I don't want to embarrass him, but it, it's a title. And yeah. you sent the thing along, and it, I, does it have our return address? Does it say who it's coming no, from? No, it just comes from Amazon. No, I've that- never, of course, in my life ordered an Amazon package, so yeah. it just would have his address. There's no return address on it. Mm-hmm. No, there's no return address. Why is there address- not a return address well, on Well, the return Amazon would be to Amazon, so 
it would oh, if, if they need So to. Jeff Bezos's address is on there. Correct. So okay. it just says Amazon Fulfillment Center and that's so my worry was by putting this formal title with his and we kind of did it sort of as a joke it because it was like a business package. Right. I would never say that he's right, it looks like a business package and he's gonna open it and it's a robe. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't <laughs> remember two weeks ago right. having a conversation and mentioning in passing that he right. needed a robe. Right. And he's not gonna remember that we he, we didn't uh, get him dinner on Father's Day. Yes. So he's in need of a gift. So I'm imagining he opens up and go, who the hell just right. sent me a robe? What kind of perverse sicko would do such a thing? That was, this is kind of my worry when he opens his box because... So I hope he doesn't throw away the robe after we took all the time to go find it for well, him, maybe you know? we need to text him and say, expect a package coming in a few days because... I, Surprise! After I did the funny... I, I To me, I thought it was funny because I would never say... I would never call him by his professional title, but then realizing that there is not a return address... Hey, you want this robe? <laughs> Get off of my property. Shoo. Sorry, Dad. Well, enjoy your robe, big guy. I had this in my stack of things to mention. I want to say congratulations to Patterson history teacher, Patterson high school history teacher, Lazada Alberg. Lazanda. Lazanda, I believe is the way to say it. Lazanda okay. Alberg. She is the first educator from the Great Garden State to win the National Teacher of the Year honor. Oh, really? Teaches history. Okay. And the teacher of the year specializes in either uh, history, social studies, math, science, blah, blah, blah. So they picked a history teacher and they picked uh, Lazanda as the national teacher of the year. She was honored last Wednesday. I'm sorry, she's a middle school teacher, not a high school teacher. Here's my favorite part of this. She said uh, she is now moving to the uh, New Jersey Education Association. So she's stepping away from day-to-day teaching. Got a reward and like, that's enough, (laughs) you little rugrats. I don't, middle school's tough. (laughs) I think of all... She didn't say that. I'm making a joke, by the way. No, no, but I think... no, Lizan, don't yell at me. I'm making it. It's a joke, okay? <laughs> no, but that's I, that's that's a, would be yeah. a very very tough job to teach. Because even they're wild when they're little, they're very cute. Yeah, and then you, at least you can reason with them when they yeah. get to be 14, 15. But you get an obnoxious twelve year old, and they're I, all hormonal, and they oh, means they just, stink too. They, <laughs> They're just, it's just a lot. Like, I certainly remember what a little jerk I was. All those Casio watches came out right around the time I went into junior high school. I remember we used to do this every day where we would set our watches to beep at the same time. In your class, you yeah. would? You, your teacher didn't take them away from you? Well, she tried, but it was one of many. <laughs> she ended up quitting at the end of the year. Oh, I, I believe it. I'm not even joking. I was grounded all of middle school. I'm sixth through eighth grade. Just good totally grounded the whole time. I don't remember a time. I would get ungrounded and the next day I was grounded again. I'm not kidding. There was a uh, there was a day there. This might have been uh, when I was still in grade school. We were like in fourth or fifth grade where I went to the principal's office three times in one day. <laughs> That's how much of a little monster me and my buddies were. I can't believe they had just sent you home. Nah, you know, we parents are paying a lot of money. They really they can't do anything. <laughs> you gotta yeah. keep them there. If I'd been in public school, I probably would have gone to You've juvie. Suspended. But luckily, when I you know, my little blazers on, I was able to get away with it. Do you have a teacher that sticks out that you hated? I have a lot of teachers. That All right. I well, hated. who's number one? It's one thing to say who's your. Uh, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll ask you both. Do you have a teacher that sticks out your favorite? Do you have a teacher that sticks out that you just couldn't stand? Uh-huh. The, man, there's several that I did not like. Honestly, it was probably my kindergarten teacher, Miss Van Antwerp. I'll never forget her as long as I live. That's your. That's you. Don't like her. Don't like her. Okay. No. And when why was this? I had her for both pre-K, and then she moved up and came to kindergarten with me too. She was <laughs> Man, awful. That's the worst. She was awful. She used to make us give her back rubs. Like she would be teaching, and she'd tell us to come. And she's like, "I have a list." She was 
when I was a kid, I thought she was like 112 years old. She's she, probably like 50. You know that, right? No, there's no way. She looked older <laughs> than Sophia from the Golden Girl. Like, that's what she looked like, but she was mean. Like, and she would yell. We got a mean Golden Girl, she huh? She was so mean. She would. She, I have a knot in my back. Can someone come get it? And we're like, what? She was just mean. Not a teacher of the year. Not, a, my guess. not a teacher. She retired a couple years after that. Of course, she just kept following me, and then she retired. And then I had a my third grade teacher, Mr. Schmidt, loved him. Isn't he, it funny how you remember these people, remember their names? I do. I do. I remember. I mean, how many of your classmates can you remember? A lot, I mean, I, I, a lot of them. I, Mr. Nyholm is another one of my, I'm friends with him on Facebook now. I still talk to him. I yeah. really, really, he was my drama teacher. I took him all four years of high school. I, he was a great teacher. I loved him. I got to be uh, friendly after I graduated school. Well, I was friendly with him when I, when I was in school, but then afterwards uh, maintained a friendship with a uh, uh, Seth Garfield was his name, Mr. Garfield. Okay, and uh, I mean he was—I mean he was a smart guy. Yeah, I'm not sure he was a great teacher because mm-hmm. he was just—he was almost too cool guy. You know, we weren't yeah. really learning anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was—you know—and he—you go in there and talk to him. He say, "So what? Uh, what station do you work for? Oh, 107. I'll give you 107.1. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's the kind yeah. of teacher he was. Uh-huh. As long as you schmoozed with him, he'd, he'd pass you. He and wanted it was to fine. be your friend more than. But your listen teacher. to this. In addition to be, his teaching was his side hustle. He owned oh. a shellfish farm out on Cape Cod. A shellfish farm? Yeah. And he'd bring us out there, and he'd basically have a shuck shellfish farm as part of science <laughs> class. And I was in on it. I was like, can I bring a couple of bags home? And he's yeah. like, not a problem. So I uh, I went out there a number of times, even after I graduated. And uh, when I was doing a talk show, I would have him on. A really smart guy. He'd talk about you know the uh, climate change and all that kind of yeah. and how it affected uh, whales and you know, polar bears and all that kind of thing. But He's, just like Miss Van Antwerp, he put you to work during class. What uh, is that? Listen, if I'm getting free shellfish out of it. <laughs> And 107 and A plus plus. I got no no free shellfish. I got no problems. I wonder if I still got Mr. Garfield on my phone. I could go for some shellfish. We should give him a call. Take a little drive up to Massachusetts. It'd be sure, worth why it. Not? It'd be worth it. All right, time for hashtag mom. Gosh, every morning, 720 and 920. You send these in. We share them here in the radio. Congratulations again yes. to uh, our national teacher of the year yes. right here in the Great Garden State. And we share them on the radio like this. Eliza Jean said, my eight-year-old is singing quietly to herself, dancing queen, young and sweet, only seven teeth. And I'm not correcting her. <laughs> we used to do that bit there. Uh, don't forget the lyric or whatever oh, we called yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lyric or lie, that's lyric what it was. Lyric or lie, yeah. yeah. That was fun. We should bring that back. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Kelly Cat said, my child is disappointed to learn that I, a burn surgeon, have never treated anyone from a lava-related injury. <laughs> yeah, you would think that you would have. Why would you? Well... <laughs> I mean, you certainly get volcano? you certainly get burned if you're covered in lava. So I, I see the logic. Burned. I see the logic there. <laughs> Marcy Given said, "My ten year old asked if I needed help folding clothes. I told her to get the towels from the dryer so she can fold them. She never came back. Good for her. Respect." It's alarming how many of these sound like things I would do with you, as opposed to. Oh yeah. Can you help me? Forty five minutes later, like I'm here to help. Are you kidding? It's me? already done. I don't need your help. <laughs> I'll get you some shellfish, though, for uh-huh. free. Hashtag mom. God, every morning at 720 and 920. I'm sure, like most people, we struggle with things to watch on TV, and now and again we'll find a show, and then you get very excited about the show, and then you binge the whole show. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all at once in one day, but over a period of days, and you run on a show, and then you got no show. <laughs> so then we go through the process of looking for a show, and some nights it's a, you know, like last night was a late night for us, so we don't have time for a movie, whatever right, it is. Right. You just want something quick before bed. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple standbys. You know, like we like old game shows, those kind of things. But you're just looking for a show. Well, Netflix uh, comes up with this show, and they it went into our, we think you might like this deal. 
Now, I don't know where <laughs> it got the idea that we might like it, but I, I guess it was right we might like it because we did watch a couple episodes now. Yeah. Mostly just out of morbid curiosity. There mm-hmm. is a new program on there called How to Build a Sex Room. Yeah. <laughs> it is hosted by a British designer named Melanie Rose. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, I don't know how old she is exactly, but I'm going to guess she's over the age of 60. So yes. she is, uh, they're calling her the Mary Poppins of sex rooms, if that gives you an idea. <laughs> Amazing. As a matter of fact, you ever seen that cooking show on PBS? She looks a little bit like Lydia, the Italian oh, chef. Oh, she does a little bit. Yeah, which is a little troubling. She does, yeah. <laughs> which no. is a little troubling. No. But anyway, the premise of the show is basically uh, one of those house hunters renovation. Right. Only instead of renovating the kitchen or creating a man cave or something like that, they create a sex dungeon. They do. And they're not always dungeons. It's a sex room. Well, she That's... meets with these couples and they say, I want you to take this room, this spare bedroom, yeah. this, this uh, unfinished basement. Right. And I want you to turn it into... Some people are it's into some room. really, yeah, some really kinky stuff. Other people are just looking for kind of a uh, a private area, a private area one, other than their bedroom. The, I guess right. One of the episodes, the the it was a couple, and they have a three year old son who sleeps in their bedroom, and so well, that's on them. It is, but I'm just saying that the, <laughs> How did that their three year old kind of has taken over their life, so right. they just wanted their own little spot to do that in and, and well, I, don't, I don't know when they think they're going to find the time to do that with a three-year-old <laughs> running around the house but but god bless them if they yeah, can so yeah. melanie's job this uh mary poppins of the sex room mm-hmm. is to meet with these couples ask them what they're looking for but it goes beyond that because it's one thing you know when you uh you invite someone over and you say i want a new faucet i want a dishwasher right. installed i mean she's uh taking them you know to meet these uh dominatrix types these kind of things it's a very uh well, Very raunchy stuff I think the and getting pro- to know these people yeah. deeply before she builds anything for them. And I think the process of building that room is semi-intimate, obviously. This is a room that they're going to have intimacy in. So I, I understand why she's doing it. I think it's important that she understands the couple and where, where their head is at as far as bedroom yeah. talk and toys and all of that. Because she she doesn't just put a bed in there and put some wallpaper up. I mean, the, the she, <laughs> she supplies the room with... Toys and whips and showers. And I mean, I, I was trying to look up because as we were watching, I said, I'd like to know how much some of this stuff costs. Just out of curiosity, because the one we watched, they, she built an entire shower. All her goofy adult store toys were one thing, but the cost of just uh, finishing a basement, right, right. You're, you're talking at least 30 grand. So I, I ended up looking this up and it says all of these rooms that she's created including all of the toys, and some of them are pretty... Elaborate. Ex- elaborate, eccentric, yes, can cost up to a million dollars for this one room to be done. So is this Netflix paying for this? That's my guess, yeah. Because, like, would... uh, these couples don't seem like they're millionaires or anything No, like that. no, I mean, the houses are nice, but it, it says between 60000 and a million dollars is what they these people are guesstimating the cost of, of those rooms. I mean, isn't that crazy? Because if you had Netflix company and say, look, we'd like to give you a million dollars, they'd be like, well, I, it ain't going to be a sex room. Why don't you put in a pool, you know? Or build me a helicopter pad or something. This is where my life is at. I mean, having some pink pillows, some frilly pillows for a but sex room is fine. But if you're going to spend a million dollars, Netflix, build me a helicopter pad. How about a home theater? I mean, what are we doing here? Cool. <laughs> Thanks, babe. I, I'll find a place. <laughs> Build me a billiard room. Uh-huh. I like, uh, you know, you watch that Chip and Joanna, the shiplap. Yeah. And they'll put up those things on the wall in the kitchen. says, home is where the heart is. This right. lady's got, you want to be in the ass? And you yeah. go, wow. She did, too. Wow. She had you, you don't buy that at Home Goods, do you? <laughs> Didn't find that in the clearance rack at TJ Maxx. Oh, my goodness. I know it is ridiculous that I bring this up so much, but it's very important to me. 
And because you're nice enough to listen to our radio show, <laughs> I'd like you to feel as though you get to know us as if we were, you know, just sitting in the coffee shop talking to each other. So I'd like to tell you what's going on in my life mm-hmm. so you can feel like you're, you know, because we're friends. We appreciate that you're giving us your time. Sure. Right? So this is why I talk so much. It's important to me. Therefore, I think it should be important to you. I talk so much about the pool <laughs> in our community. <laughs> and it was supposed- I was wondering where you were going with this. <laughs> It's supposed to be open <laughs> Memorial Day. It was yeah. not open Memorial Day. No, it was not. But now it is open. Sort of. And again, I keep chuckling because everywhere we go, we see people in the hallway. Not everybody is here in our building every right, day. You know, right. people work remotely some days, all that business. They come up and they go, so how's the pool? Yeah. Because I, I guess I went on and on about how aggravated I was for paying a fee, you know, to the, well, sure. uh, the HOA. And then sure. it wasn't open. Right. Well, now it is open. Limited hours. Yeah. But they found a kid and who days. Is, yeah, Limited right. hours and days. Not open every day, not open all day. No. Because there's a sign in front of the pool that says open Monday through Sunday, noon to 9 p.m. Right. It is not it's open Monday through Sunday. It's but anyway, it, it has been open a bit. Yep. And they found apparently one guy, because every time I've gone by, it's been the same lifeguard. Mm-hmm. They claim this was the problem, is we didn't have a, a lifeguard, lifeguard on duty. There was a lifeguard sh- I don't know how you have a shortage of people, but... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we did. So anyhow, we went to the pool. Well, you'd been once without me. Twice. Oh, you went, went twice, twice without, without me. You. Well, I yes. went for the first time. We went together. And now mm-hmm. we've gone two times over this past uh, couple of days here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was great. It, it is. It's a very, very nice pool. They do a good job keeping it clean. and It was spotless. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was impressed at this lifeguard. Maybe this was the problem. He was also <laughs> trained in pool care. Yes. Because I saw him do the little <laughs> pH test to make sure the chlorine was right. He was. And he's scooping uh, leaves out of the pool. Yeah, he, he was doing a... He did a good job. He was doing it all. Yeah. He did. He, he did a really he good job. He looked like he was about 13. So I'm not sure what, if we got a child labor situation definitely going a on. Young, but. He was definitely a young kid. But that... You know, I think it is an easy job, sort of. You, but you also have to remember you're sitting outside in the sun for eight hours a day, right? And there's not a ton of kids in there. And every kid that was in there, I think, especially if they were smaller, had a parent in the pool with them, so it wasn't really necessary that he was going to have to dive in and save anyone. But it's still kind of a a long job to sure. sit there for eight hours in the sun. No question. <laughs> But I'll tell you what I like best about this pool is that there's, uh, yes, there were some leaves, you know, I mean, just one or two that blew into the pool, mm-hmm. but it is in an open area such that no matter where you're sitting and what time you go while it's open, they had a lot of sun. <laughs> so it was really nice and hot to sit yeah. by the pool. Yeah. Because I've had other uh, pool situations where you get a tree or the building, the shadow, the reflection of the building, mm-hmm. and then you get no sun depending where you're sitting or what time of day you go. Like yeah. our, our deck is like that. If we don't go out in the morning, right. you get no sun on the deck. Mm-hmm. So this is nice that it's in an area where you're always... Getting sun, so and we we brought some uh, beverages to the pool, shall we say? Which I'm not sure. I put sure them in the protein shaker, though, so nobody knew. <laughs> I'm not sure. Nobody knew. Oh, I think everybody knew. <laughs> hey, we were not the only ones. There was a guy sitting across from us on the other side that just had a koozie with his cannon, and he was not hiding what he had. Oh, at he had all. a beer can. Oh yeah, and it, it doesn't say on there. It says no glass, so it doesn't say you can't bring it in there. I mean, we're in our facility. We're not driving. We walked there, so it's not why. That's why, an interesting question. Is it is a subdivision? It is a community. Right, so right. I want because I know you can't walk down the road with an open canister. No, which I've done that too. Well, sure. <laughs> Sure. You just put it in the protein shaker. Nobody knows. It's called tailgating. I'm exercising. <laughs> On my way to the supermarket. <laughs> I'm tailgating. You prepare myself. No, no. I, I. There's no sign that says you can't drink in there. But, you know, after I spilled mine everywhere. Yeah, what happened there? You spilled your drink two days in a row. Two days in a row. We I think everybody you- knew I was drinking. <laughs> 
I was. I think that's exactly what they thought. Is that yeah. this poor girl's so sloppy? She she keeps dropping her drink. I don't know drink. what happened. I, I think just the, the it built up, and this happened in the kitchen before too. And it the thing just popped right off. It doesn't seal right. So I'm lying on the lounge chair and I'm sweating. And I go to grab my drink and I grabbed it from the top, and the whole thing just spilled everywhere. There's ice everywhere. It was it was a disaster, and it happened two days in a row. So the the lifeguard kid there is probably like, here she comes again with that shaker. <laughs> I can't I can't with the shaker. Every I'm sure day. you're not the sloppiest person that's ever come through there. I'm well, sure he's seeing all kinds. It's mostly kids, as a matter of fact. There's a, there was kids there, yeah. There were kids. But wait, I was surprised at how few people there were there because yeah. the first two times I went... Well, the damn the place had never opened. Right. Where the first days it was open and it was packed. It was really busy. And I was like, you're not going to like... You're always not going to like this. There's too many people. Well, of course, there's fun. people that are... Uh, there's people that are drinking, you know, because they get their kids here driving them crazy. Right. And then they probably see you coming and go, well, she's going to deal with him. Now I understand why... <laughs> Why she's a couple of canisters in, but anyway, yeah, working so on the tan. You like it? You it was like fine. the pool? Okay. Yeah. I was I was I was unsure how you were going to handle it because you don't like public pools. No, and usually I was. Uh, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't even have gone in, and I did. And it you was, did. It you was did. fine. Yeah, and the water's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little bathing suit mishap, but that's a. By mishap, you mean you swam and it came off? Well, it didn't come all the way off. It just... <laughs> We had to do the underwater pull. Yeah. The yep. underwater pull up. They saw it. They see us coming a mile away. Everybody's you know that, seen right? that move. <laughs> Suddenly it's like a bright white turtle under the water and it's gone as quickly as it came. Please stay in touch with us. You can do that right at 1071theboss.com. Just click Robbie and Rochelle in the morning. You'll see our picture. You can't miss it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous, by the way. Remember how I was saying how we were uh, trying to get that group shot, mm-hmm. and we ended up not being able to get everybody in a room at the right. same time, and then we did the bubbles like the Brady Bunch, and yeah. I like it better? Well, now I'm I'm thinking of uh, getting a new pair of glasses. I guess I oh. could rotate between these glasses and another pair, but then I wonder if I'll have to, I'll feel the need to update the picture again if my primary glasses are a different color. I understand these are first world problems, but... <laughs> Can't you wear more than one pair of glasses? I, mean, I suppose, but I just wonder if it's going to create the uh, like create people the need aren't going to know who you are if you don't have the same glasses. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> just I wonder if we need to do these pictures again. You know, I, like I, if, if Joe suddenly decides to go blonde tips, maybe we need to have him do his picture again. I don't know that we need to update the picture every okay. time we change something about ourselves. Right. In either way, it'll be heavily edited. So. But I really do need some new glasses. I, I, I swear to God, I take them you. off and I put them on in the morning. Like there's fingerprints on them. Like I must have. I must sleepwalk. <laughs> just put my thumbs all over do my glasses. Do you grab them with your thumb when you go to pick them I up? Don't, I don't know what happens, but I just feel like I need a new pair. I get the itch. Okay, okay. all right. So we get our podcast streaming on demand right there on the page anytime, or search us wherever you get your podcasts and all your socials, and you'll find us. We are Robbie and Rochelle. Sometimes an appersand, sometimes A and D. Like on the TikTok, we are Robbie and Rochelle. Well, I think I wasted enough time on that. Time for the Fast Five. Here's five big old trending stories. Thought you needed to know. Be in the know. Number five to number one. Number five, she is out of acting retirement. Cameron Diaz has given an interview and said she believes that she was starting on her career as an actress model in Paris as a young girl. She thinks she might have been an unwitting drug mule. <laughs> she said early on in what? her career, she was asked to go on a modeling job and she leaves the studio, you know, where they sign you up and say, we're sending you on the job, mm-hmm. with a suitcase in Morocco and was not sure what was in it. Well, let's just I, listen I, to what. I got like one job, but really I think I was like a mule carrying drugs to Morocco, I swear to God. And they gave me a suitcase that was locked that had my costumes in it. And when I got there, the guy was like, whose suitcase is this? Can somebody open it? This is really unsafe. I was like, I don't know. It's not mine. I don't. I mean, it probably was your costume or your makeup or whatever they wanted. 
I could say this because I am a blonde. Yeah, sure, right. What what a dumb blonde. Are you serious? Like, uh, it's what true. Are you, what do you... What? I'm glad you said it because I know that it is a stereotype of blondes. I mean, she just sounds stupid But she stupid sounds like a complete fool, does she not? <laughs> sounds like a complete fool. Wow. She should go back into retirement. <laughs> I think I might have been in the CIA. Is it? No. You're a model and you're giving a bad name to other models. I mean. What was that? I mean, that's why people say models are airheads. Yeah. Because of comments like that. Wow. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Does she have kids? I don't know. Jesus. (laughs) Number four. (laughs) Here's local news out in Portland, Oregon. They covered a man. He walked 33 miles to work every day. So the uh, news uh, got their viewers together and they they bought him a car so he'd be able to drive to work. Oh, I love that. And here's the guy's reaction. Seems like nobody wants to work anymore. And then you guys do a story with Eric walking 30-some miles to get to work. So I was impressed. And my wife and I wanted to help him out. We got more cars than we we need, really. Who is this a-hole? Who is that guy? Uh, We don't think anybody wants to work anymore. And being the millionaires that we are with our (laughs) fleet of uh, Mercedes, we decided to gift one to this port sap walking 33 miles a day. (laughs) I hear what you're saying, but they did. Who is this guy? They did do a good deed and give a car. Who is this Bond villain? Leave it to you to take this very nice story and make it negative. No, it is nice that they gave the man a car because he didn't have a car to get to work. Right. But, I mean, did you hear this guy? I heard We him. have so many cars, we don't even know what to do with them. We figure we might as well give one to this poor sap. Okay, I grant you. Working on the wrong side of town. He did not need to say that, but it is a nice story and it was a nice gesture. Maybe it isn't a nice story. Maybe this guy just liked the exercise of walking 60 miles every day. <laughs> I don't know anybody who wants to walk 60 miles a day. Yeah, I- the kind of people that would walk 60 miles, because most people are going to be like, you know what? No, I ain't doing it. I'm just no. gonna, I'm just gonna go flip some hamburgers. That's right. This guy's probably the kind of guy who wants to walk 33 okay. miles every single day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He wanted to walk. He wants the miles exercise. That's right. I got like one job, but really, I think I was like a mule. I'm walking 33 <laughs> miles a day, and I'm just like, uh, do I work for the CIA? No. <laughs> Fool. Number three. Congratulations to Chris Hemsworth, the casting crew of Thor: Love and Thunder, aka Thor Three. Number one at the box office, taking out the Minions and the Tom mm. Cruise over the weekend. Okay. Fans and critics uh, are giving it mixed reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and all of that. The critics especially saying it's uh, goofy, full of jokes, and mm. campy like a children's movie. Let me tell you, you see Chris Hemsworth naked butt, that ain't no kid's movie. <laughs> there are no jokes there. Mom, is that a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Zillow has ranked the best cities to move if you are single, whether you're newly single, you're just looking for love, whatever the deal. Mm-hmm. Coming in, number one, Wichita, followed really? by Milwaukee, Denver, San Antonio. Why? Because when I think of looking for love, I think of moving to Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. Hello, anybody? Is there <laughs> anyone here? That's why it's a great place for single people. You find the one other lonely person living out there in a farm. You just go with it. They're gonna they're gonna tie the knot because you're the only option they've got. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. You show up in town with a suitcase. <laughs> You're my partner. And you're Cameron Diaz. (laughs) In a related story, similar study found the sweatiest cities in America. Gross. The cities where people say they perspire the most during the course of a day. Gross. Yeah, this is true. Number one, Orlando, Florida. Oh, that makes sense. Followed by Corpus Christi, Baton Rouge, Tallahassee. Uh, The sweatiest state overall is, you guessed it, Florida. Florida. <laughs> I wonder if these are just the people that are standing in line at Space Mountain for six hours at a time. They definitely help with the sweat factor. Wasn't I wearing a shirt when I walked in here? <laughs> only Cameron Diaz would show up with her suitcase full of clothes. I'd be all set. 
Can't get over that. Number one, there's an ice cream brand named Drumstick. You heard of these people? Of course, yeah. I, I've never heard of them. You've never heard of a drumstick? No. It's the cone with the ice cream on top. And oh, is that the one that's it. got the chocolate built in and yes. you get it in the freezer? Yes. Okay, maybe I have seen that. <laughs> anyway, they got a contest going on where you want to win a year's supply of the Drumstick ice cream. Ooh. You tattoo their logo on your body. Now, it doesn't have to be a permanent tattoo, although they, they do imply that they'll give you brownie points, if you'll pardon the pun, for an actual tattoo. But they're also accepting temporary or even drawings. Mm. If you want to draw their logo and magic marker on so your thigh or something. just for a year's supply? For no, a year's no supply. No cash? Yeah. I'm out. I mean, I like them, but I would Not do, worth a fake tattoo? I, no, I, well, I guess a fake one, maybe, but I can't draw. and I would. I, <laughs> we could find someone to draw it on you. I don't know. It's not worth it. It seems like a lot of work. you got to wash it off. If there was a cash offering, I'd get a real one. Yeah. I just would. Just imagine just getting mar- magic markers by accident on your finger. You get to spend a half an hour under the faucet trying to scrub that stuff exactly. off. Exactly. That's what I said. It's not you worth get that it. hospital, you know, that orange hospital soap? Oh, it stinks. Tuesday celebrity birthday file, Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast Movies, Fast Five and mm-hmm. all the Fast Nine. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. She's 44. So is Topher Grace from that 70s show. Christy Yamaguchi, 51 today. Wow. Cheryl Ladd from Charlie's Angels, 71. Richard Simmons. <laughs> He's celebrating today. So it's Christine McVie. Today is Amazon Prime Day. Yes. Go on there and get some deals. Mm-hmm. Like that robe we bought from my dad. <laughs> Everything is 15 to 20 bucks. Right. It's National Cow Appreciation Day. <laughs> Hello, cow. I just wanted to tell you, I appreciate you. Don't eat any burgers today. Mm. How about you do that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> appreciate I don't the let cow. other people eat your cousin. <laughs> National Eat Your Jello Day. Hmm. Now, I didn't mention this, but I wonder if it's Jello Day because today is Bill Cosby's birthday. Remember, he used to be the spokesperson for Jello. Probably you think life. it's Jello Day because before we Probably. learned that he was a horrible monster, Probably. he used to be the spokesperson for. Uh. <laughs> Would you like some Jello gelatin? Is that your Bill Cosby? Yeah, I'm gonna. That was I'm gonna really have to, bad. Gonna have to go ahead and take that out of my repertoire. That was really bad. It's also National Pecan Pie Day. Okay, so that's what you do. There you go. You make the cows happy. You yes. lay off on a hamburger, have a little pecan pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little dollop of jello gelatin on top. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. <laughs> I, oh stand, I stand by that impression. It's pretty good. It's not, though. No, it's really always. It's, it's not a great. It's not, you, you have some impressions that are pretty good. That was not one of them. That's not one of them. No. I'm sorry. Did you have, no. a, uh, did you have a Cheryl Ladd poster when you were a young lad yourself? Me? No. I, had, I was before that. I had the Farrah Fawcett one. Oh, that's right, because she replaced Farrah on the show. Yes, she did. And she was right. never as good as Farrah. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Charlie's Angels. Did you see the movie well, with Cameron Diaz? Question? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? What? And I don't mean this to be mean, but it might come out that way. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. Did you live under a rock? <laughs> you had a weird childhood. A little bit, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, you it, didn't. You never watched Charlie's Angels. You didn't know the ice cream cone with the chocolate. I know what you it is now. Know, I just. You know, but I mean, you don't know <laughs> these these things. It's it's astonishing to me sometimes. Victoria Principal was my uh, my crush. I liked Dallas. She was good. Yeah, yeah. she was. Oh, Dallas was the best. But we never watched uh, Charlie's Angels. Remember, I was a kid when these shows were on, so I was uh, I was at the uh, behest of my dad, and he liked Dallas, but not Charlie's Angels. So remember Falcon Crest? Yeah, that's in there. That was uh, oh god, who was the guy that was in that show? John Forsyth. Yeah, was, John was that Forsyth. Him? Yeah, that was great. Stanwick. She was a baby. Oh, and they used to have the fights all the time. And yeah. stuff. Oh, that was great. Knots yeah, Landing. I just loved that. Knots Landing, yes. Yeah. No, you know what? John Forsyth, John Forsyth, uh, he was on Dynasty. I don't think it was Dynasty. Falcon Crest. I think Lorenzo Dynasty Lamas was, was Falcon Crest. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was on there. And this, yeah, uh, those, just, those, those were all good soap operas back then. You know, that's all they really were is the primetime soap operas. This is some riveting conversation about who was and who was not on a bunch of shows from 40 years ago. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I mean, the people remember them. Those are big shows. Would you live under a rock? I don't know, Joe. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that to come out mean. I just, I was just, you know, I didn't know how else to say it. That's all. <laughs> It's something the matter with you. <laughs> <laughs> I had kind of a late night last night. I was mentioning that at the top of the show because we went to a concert. And I was saying... You say you go to bed at 8.30? <laughs> no, it was after 11 last night. We were really... Whoa! I know. Yeah. I know. Joe knows me well enough to know that that is just not not my mm -mm. my jam to go mm -mm. to sleep uh, that late. And again. No. And I was up at 4, so I just got no sleep last night. It was rough. But uh, but the show was fun. But I was... Uh, I guess you could say I was complaining at the beginning here, if you're with us right at uh, 6 o'clock, because I'm the kind of person, mm -hmm. something fun like going to see the Beach Boys. And what do I do? I suck the fun right out of it. We mm -hmm. got a listener text. Lady called me a whiner and a complainer. Mm -hmm. That's a little it's harsh. A, it's a guy. His name is Doug, and okay. It's, I'm, he's okay if I call him out. He said you should name your book How to Be a Whiner because you'd be real good at that. <laughs> you know, why is it that there are some people, there are some people say, listen, I... I don't know if I can get out of bed. I'm just feeling depressed. And then they, people feel so bad for them. But then I, I say that I was stressed out last night. And everybody call, you call me a complainer because and a whiner. you were stressed about going to a concert in which you got tickets for free to a <laughs> band that you like. Well, what? Are you are you serious? All right. Well, when you put it that way, then fine. Also, where, where, uh, they, where, where was it? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Joe, because it was at uh, PNC. And, okay. And I learned so a little. right up the street, so you didn't have a long commute or anything. There's about 13 minutes from the house. That's yeah. right. Yes. So I, I learned last night, I learned a life lesson, that you always pay the extra 40 bucks for the VIP lot. Oh, absolutely. We pulled into the commuter lot, and I, I kid you not, it was a 15-minute walk to the venue, yep. and then another 10 minutes to get to the section where we were sitting. So my feet yeah, are also green this morning. It's good I exercise. Agree. It was good exercise. It's good but for you. They should give you a warning with a sign and go, listen. If it's called the commuter lot. It's if, not. It's, it wasn't even the lot for the place. If you're fat Elvis no. like Robbie, it's going to take you 15 minutes just to get to the just to get to the concession stand. So you're prepared for this because I was not prepared for this. Why did you park in the commuter lot? Because the GPS took us over there, and then you know all traffic in here. And Rochelle went, "Okay, I guess we'll just park here. There's all these people." It's also good for you to walk. It is good for me to walk. That's true. It's but, not good for you to walk. That's a yes, myth. it is, Joe. <laughs> It's not good for my kneecaps, I'll tell you that. No, no, you don't need to walk. And in that and in that place, you got to go up, down the hill, then up the hill. Yeah, a lot oh, of a lot okay, of stairs. No, good for you. A lot of stairs. Yeah. Uh huh. But now I'm being called a whiner and complainer. So that's just a, could, why does no one have sympathy <laughs> well, for me? There are a lot of stairs there, and there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, it's just the way it is. But the way they built that place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They should knock it down and rebuild the whole knock thing. Knock it it's down. Yeah. They should, uh, yeah. Robbie had to walk. Knock it down. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for being on my side, my man. Thank you for being on my side. Uh, get it, just be done with it. Would you go to bed at 8.30? No, Joe. It wasn't 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> this is the life we lead, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, very exciting. It's he said. She said. Robbie and Rochelle. Let me ask you a question. Did you live under a rock? No, Joe. I don't know if I lived under a rock, but he's <laughs> not a fan of Cheryl Ladd in particular, but that's okay. It's time for your He Said. Brought to you by Ashley. Ashley, why wait? Shop Ashley's Black Friday in July for financing options as low as $49 a month plus free delivery. Ashley, this is home. Now, this kind of is all uh, apropos. You have these memories about these shows you watched uh, growing up or who your crushes were, like, like Joe's talking about Farrah Fawcett, without saying how old you are. Mm -hmm. What was something uh, trendy, something that was hot, something all the kids wanted during your childhood when mm -hmm. you were growing up? Yeah. 
Trapper keepers. Trapper keepers is a great answer. Low rise jeans. Okay. <laughs> Playing outside till the lights came on. That's when I knew I had to go home. Oh, the uh, street lights came yeah. on at night. Yeah. yeah. I was in the summer. I was not allowed to come home until the street lights were on. <laughs> I don't know if that was a trend <laughs> or what that was, but my parents were like go outside and don't come back. Don't come back until the street lights come on. That's when you're allowed to come back in. That in was a it. relatively uh, in the blink of an eye in the history of Earth, isn't it amazing how we used to let kids just run wild yeah. in the neighborhood, and now mm-hmm. you would probably not even think of doing that. No. I mean, I suppose no. if you get a big piece of property or something like that, but generally, maybe in the cul-de-sac, but generally, people just don't let their kids, no. uh, you know, walk to school or ride their bike anywhere they want in the neighborhood. No. It's just not done. But back in the day, you know, we just all disappear for seven hours, and your parents are like, goodbye, good riddance, see you later. I, uh, My friend's mom was actually telling you this story. I actually used to walk a mile and a half to school every, like in elementary school, yeah. second, third grade. Like, that was, my walk was a mile and a half every day to and from school. I mean, it was no... That's what you did. I, I'm not sure that was all that uncommon either. I, if you wanted to go to school or you had to go to school, <laughs> that's how you're getting there. I didn't have a bus. I mean, it might have been slightly cruel and unusual since well, that's, your you know. dad could have driven you to school, but I don't think it's all that uncommon. <laughs> you know, people talk about walking through snowstorms yeah. and what if you had a paper route? Same deal. Mm-hmm. No matter what the weather, you're out there like the postman delivering the newspaper every yeah. single day. Something that, uh, I'm trying to think of something that was trendy. Maybe I did live under a rock. Do you remember Pogs? I, mean, I remember after, him. Yeah, that's after my that time. That was like, yeah. I remember being in school, and that was huge. We, we'd we have to hide them from the teachers, and we'd have to, everybody wanted pogs. And they they came and they went. As fast as they came, they were gone. And they weren't trendy for a, a long time, but they were huge for like a minute. This is kind of a stupid thing, but I remember Ghostbusters coming out on VHS. Mm. And this would be true when there'd be a, one of those big movies that all the kids were interested in. You know, when Batman came out right, or right. Indiana Jones or those things. When it'd come out on tape after it was in the movies, yes. that would be a hot commodity. Right. Which one of your buddies has got it so now we can watch it at home? Right. And again, right. that's something that today seems like no big deal. But back then, you know, if you missed it in the theater, you might miss it for a while until it came out on tape. Mm-hmm. And it could take you a year sometimes before they'd release it. So right, right. I definitely remember everybody uh, Everybody wanted to go. Then one of my buddies brought it in. Be excited to watch it. Yeah. And we were... You know, one of us grabbed it and ran away. He's like, Bruce, that's my tape. Bring it back. You know? <laughs> you had a weird life. It's terrible kids. <laughs> so don't tell us exactly how old you are. Just give us something that was trendy, something that was the uh, hot item, the hot commodity during your childhood when you were a kid. 732-774-4444. That's 774-4444. We'd love you to chime in. You can uh, call that number or text it or go to Facebook. Your he said. She said. Those are next. This programming note, we are now uh, less than an hour away, about 910 this morning. Right at 910. Mm-hmm. Give you an next chance to uh, call in. We've played it a number of times now. We're on to uh, Secret Celebrity number two already. After uh, debuting Secret Celebrity number one yesterday morning, Tom Cruise was Secret Celebrity number one. Guest right off the bat. Yeah. 50 bucks. Boom. There you go for John and Sayerville. So we're up to 100 in the cash jackpot. If we don't get a winner this morning, we'll put some more money in and Michelle will have 125 during the workday. So That's right. See if anybody gets uh, Secret Celebrity number two, it could be you and your chance to do that at 910 this morning. I can't think of the last time I met a uh, Sherry with an SH. I'm trying to think about that. And you know, we have a person who works here with a CH, but I haven't met an SH in a little while. I went to school with an SH Sherry. Oh, Didn't just... the last place we used to work, there was a Sherry with an SH? Yeah. The business manager. I really I enjoy that when you uh, disprove what I'm saying and make me sound like a fool. So thank you for that. I sound like Cameron I'm Diaz. Sorry. You said you were trying to think, and I. Well, you're right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs>
Your he says, <laughs> this morning brought to you by our friends at Ashley. Why wait? Shop Ashley's Black Friday in July. They got the big uh, July home makeover contest going mm-hmm. on, too. Financing options as low as 49 bucks a month, plus free delivery at Ashley. Without telling us how old you are, it's something uh, that was trendy during your childhood. Something that was hot. Every kid wanted it. What mm-hmm. was I was thinking Nintendo was big. I remember, oh, yeah. remember when the first of my friends got a video game console mm-hmm. at home. I guess they had the Atari. But I don't remember any of my friends having that. I remember Nintendo was the deal. Yeah, the NES. I My grandparents had one, and my it, they were the only people I knew that had one. They bought it for us. And all of my cousins and I, we would fight over who was going to play Duck Hunt. Loved Duck Hunt. You know what's so funny about that is that uh, while I do remember it being a big deal, I always uh, preferred, you know, we'd all hang out at the mall. I remember going to the mall with yeah. my buddies. And we I like the arcade better. Yeah. Because I, I like fun. the uh, variety of games, and sure. I thought the graphics sure. were better. Whether it was uh, Space Invaders or Pac-Man, as opposed to the uh, the first Super Mario that came out, you know, but you didn't have to put a quarter in every time you died. That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, I That's get why that. It was fun. So, but there was something uh, like it put pressure on you to be uh, better at <laughs> better. it. Better, you know, you're playing like the asteroid game there because right. like if I lose, it's going to cost me twenty five cents. And when you're uh, eight years old, and yeah, it, it's a lot of money. Well, try being the baby girl with three older cousins who are boys who just wanted to beat you every time. So, like, I think that's why why I'm so competitive because there there was like you're gonna die. I'm like, no, I'm not. You're like Lord of the Flies around the video game console. (laughs) Don't tell us how old you are, but give us something that was big, that was hot, that was trendy during your childhood when you were a kid. Every kid wanted one, real bad. Right in Santa Claus, 732-774-4444. Call us, text the same number, that's 774-4444. All my lines open. I would love to hear uh, hear yours on this. You can also get us on Facebook. Just look for that graphic when you search 1071 The Boss. And brought to you by our friends at Ashley. Why wait? Shop Ashley's Black Friday in July for financing options as low as 49 bucks a month, plus free delivery at Ashley. We're kind of reminiscing this morning a little bit. Somehow we're going to talk about, well, it's because Cheryl Ladd's birthday. We got talking about old TV shows mm-hmm. like Charlie's Angels and Falcon. And Chris, again, it's thinking back to uh, when you were a kid. Don't tell us how old you are. That's not necessary. But something that was big, trendy, that was hot with all the kids when you were a child. Kathleen said the Partridge family, I had the, the same dress that Tracy Partridge had, and it was signed by David Partridge, and it was the best thing I owned in my entire life. Now, by the way, our buddy uh, Danny Bonaducci, I've met Danny a couple times. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's now a disc jockey, does a morning show kind of like we do, only out in uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he's got some sort of a uh, nerve disorder oh, where it really? makes it difficult for him to stand up for long periods, but I guess he's... Oh, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, so he's off the oh. air for a couple of months, but he's uh, went to rehab, and now he's doing okay. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, he's a oh. really, really nice guy. Kind of a weird dude, but a really nice guy. Yeah, he had a show for a little while on MTV because he married one of the uh, America's Next Top Models, Adriana oh, God, something really? or another, and that was a mess. It was <laughs> he's, a, like I said, he's a weird dude, but he's a, a really, really sweet guy. It was a mess. <laughs> Andy said, when I was a kid, I really wanted a Raleigh Chopper bicycle in the yeah. worst way. I remember those, sure. <laughs> And Brandy said, painting your nails with whiteout and boredom. Is that something that girls would do? Oh, yeah. I never heard of that one. You get the, (laughs) I remember getting it, and I would just paint the tips of it so I had like a French manicure, but it would scratch off as soon as you did anything (laughs) because it wasn't paint. But I said, I remember especially being at my mom's work because she always had whiteout, and I would paint my nails with it all the time. Sometimes you use a little pen and you write in there. It was good times. I remember the girls all like the gel pens when oh, I was yeah. in school. Oh, yeah. I still like gel pens. I think those first came out about the time I was in school. They used those and they yeah. make uh, origami. Oh, yeah. And they would pass the notes. They make like a little uh, like a little claw out of paper, mm-hmm. like an origami claw. Then they put the notes in there and they read them with the gel pens and write hearts to each other. That's right. And uh, no one ever sent me notes, but I was, oh, I was always yeah. hoping 
I'll pass you a note. I had my crushes, you know. <laughs> Hi, it's a boss. Good morning. This is Dope Mulberry. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. The biggest thing in my generation was slot cars and electric trains. Slot cars and electric. That was Ertl made those electric trains, if I remember right. They, have, they were big back in my generation. How about Lincoln Logs? They were big. They were part of the, when you put the train set up, you made a buildings around the train. So right. Right. Oh, that's fun. So, the world goes on. All right, Doug. Thank you, buddy. 1071 The Boss. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Childhood, it was uh, wearing Jordache jeans. Yes. And Sergio Valentes. And when I got a little older, it was um, the Cavarici. Wow. Look, yeah. look how fancy you are. Wow. Yeah. You had all the designer brands. <laughs> I had J.C. Penny. <laughs> <laughs> now I've moved on to Christmas tree shop. That's where I get my T-shirts. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> you can still answer on Facebook. You can text us anytime, 774-4444. That's my choice, by the way. It is your choice. $3 t-shirts? Come on. Can't beat it. Don't tell us, old Jared. Tell us something that was trendy hot when you were a kid, a child. We'll get some more of those. He said... She said... I lived in a place once, Joe. I hated the uh, community pool so much. Right. I go right, sit on right, the, right. I go sit on the deck in my bathing suit. Had a little deck with the sun, and I'd lay down uh, like a a trail of bath towels through my living room and into the bathroom. <laughs> I go run in there, take an ice cold uh, spritz in the shower, and then go back outside. It's kind oh, of like, man. Just to avoid going to the pool. Really? How come? Well, because there was just too many kids, and you didn't get a lot of sun because they had these big oak trees over the pool, so I didn't. I felt it was better be on my uh, back porch. But. See, I'm not a big pool guy anyway. I'm, I, I'd much rather go in the ocean. I mean, I'm, you know, but... Uh, you know, when you got to go in the pool, you got to go in the pool. Sometimes you got to go in the pool. I mean, you don't want to go in the pool, but sometimes you want to go in the pool. So, I, I don't like swimming in the ocean because I feel sticky from the salt water afterwards. I've, you don't like doing anything. <laughs> I just said I like going to the pool. If it's a, you know what, really? Everything that, the, that your wife there brings up. It's just, you just don't like doing it. You don't like to walk to the concert. You don't like to do this. You don't like to do that. It's really very funny. This is why I bring my, my blender ball, my yeah. blender bottle you to need the it. with me. Shake it up. Well, you need well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm driving everybody to drink. You need to be blasted three quarters of the time to deal with him. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> well, yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Oh, but we love you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>